Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence, Holy Family, and St. Joseph in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, thank you for joining us today. My name is Dan Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father? Good. Good to be with you. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's good. Yeah, I was gone for uh, almost a week. Yeah. You know, uh, vacation to the, the lovely state of Ohio, you know. Mm, nice. So, uh, so yeah, uh, it, was, it was good. It's good to be back. Flew in late last night. Good. And You're with us here at the office yep. again today. Yep. Just well, d- well done. Dedication. Dedication. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, today we're going to have a, a, a nice, I think, hopefully good discussion yeah. about dispensations and yeah. obligations. Nice. Uh, we have some, some big news coming out of uh, the diocese. Right. About the uh, dispensation ending, yes. meaning we're obligated to attend Mass starting July 3rd, 4th, that weekend. So, yeah, that's, that's big news. It might seem a little funny to say, oh, we're excited about this, but um, I think it's just a sign that things are kind of getting back to normal. The Church is saying, okay, pandemic is basically over, like, yeah, there's still people getting it and sick and still people dying from it here and there, I guess. But in the grand scheme of things, we're we're past the worst of it. So mm-hmm. trying to get back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, like, what does that mean uh, going forward? And also just, you know, hopefully some some good insights into, like, why do we, why do dispensations exist? Why yeah. do obligations exist? And uh, stuff like that. Why do we bother with these things as Catholics? So most, I'm not aware of any other denomination that has that lingo that does mm-hmm. that worries so much about mass attendance and or worship attendance you know it's kind of more like as you as you will and that's all that they say about it so yeah kinda. yeah so it sh- should be uh informative yeah and uh, maybe we'll make up some stuff along the way right yeah yeah um well we have a couple things we want to highlight yeah going forward we have Totus Tuus coming up, so that's like a summer um, event for our kids. It's a week-long sort of vacation Bible school sort of thing um, that's at the parish here. So we're, we're teaming up with the other West Side parishes, so St. James, St. Elizabeth. Um, also, if you want to count St. Raphael and St. Rose are part of this as well. So a um, good amount of parishes coming together with us to host this uh, Totus Tuus team, and and uh, hopefully have a lot of kids who come and, uh, and learn. So the daytime session is for the younger kids. Uh, I th- think it's, I forget what grades are, are when. I want to say that junior high and the high school are in the evening. So I think they start about mm, like after dinner sometime. I'm saying like 6 o'clock. I'm, I'm guessing. I, I, I've, I, I don't know the times. Kids are in the day. They, they finish at like 1 o'clock, I think. And then uh, the older kids are in the evening. So... Yeah, we have that starting uh, June 27th, the Sunday. The evening of the Sunday starts with the older kids, and then Monday morning starts with the younger kids. And so that week, um, Monday through Friday that week, Mass will be at 11.15 here at St. Lawrence rather than kind of jumping around uh, the schedule like we normally do. So just to be aware of that, that's, I think, in the bulletin this weekend, but um, just be attentive to that. And then uh, this weekend we celebrate Father's Day as well, so... Mm-hmm. Big, big day for for dads. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, this last weekend, 
Yeah. You had the uh, the meeting. Yeah, the meeting regarding the St. Lawrence uh, Church renovation of the sanctuary. So we had, uh, I'd say, between 30 and 40 people there. I didn't count. I should have counted. Um, um, you know, as I expected, they're, they're usually when the, these kind of meetings happen, you hear mostly from the people who uh, who are maybe worried or concerned or uh, maybe opposed to the, the project. But I was actually surprised we had about 50-50, I would say, of, of those who spoke. They had probably like 10 people that uh, I, I basically invited everybody just to share us what, what your thoughts are. Tell us what you think about how things are. What do you think about this? What, what are your thoughts? And then just kind of opened up the floor and we heard from people. So there were about 10, maybe 12 people that spoke. And I would say about half and half, like half in favor, half opposed. Um it's always interesting because you hear one person say something and then somebody says exactly the opposite thing. Yeah. So it's like you're kind of dealing with people's emotions, which is part of the whole process, right, as we get together and we, we hear what people are thinking, and that helps people process. So um, my perspective is that most people are excited about it, interested in it. They want to they wanna see it happen, um, the people that I've heard from. Um, the people that are concerned are the ones that are calling me or making a meeting with me in the office. And that's always helpful for me to have that conversation with those people too, because, um, you know, they have their concerns and so forth. So, um, so there's been a few of those as well. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, we'll obviously keep everybody updated as uh, the process goes along and yeah. Yeah. however things. So I, th- I think where it's at is we're going to have to get a sense of what is the, the general consensus of, of the parish are, are people in support of, looking at this or opposed. Um, my sense is that, that there's a lot of support for it, um, but not a lot of those people. I think if all the people that have talked to me would have come to the meeting, it would have been pretty clear. But like I, I said, that's not usually what happens with these things. Usually you get the people who are more concerned or opposed to it. Um, so I was actually really happy that we had a good 50-50 representative because then everybody kind of heard what the other side was thinking. I think not too many surprises in terms of comments. It was basically the things I expected to hear. So um, in that sense, it was good. Like we weren't caught off guard. Um, and, you know, it gave people a chance to kind of air their their thoughts. So um, I'm yeah. always grateful for that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, before we uh, dive into uh, the thrilling discussion of dispensations and obligations, uh, <laughs> Could you open us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, as, as we uh, prepare as diocese in, in Minnesota to, to come back fully to Mass, um, to be under the obligation to attend Mass again, we pray for all those who maybe are still concerned, um, maybe those who still have reason to uh, to be careful, to just be at peace, and uh, we just pray that you would help all those who are maybe on the fence or maybe have drifted away to to hear your voice, to be called back, to return to Mass, to come to worship, to be engaged in their faith. Uh, we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Father. Um, so starting off, uh, this all came about because the bishops of Minnesota, you know, came together and met. And they uh, decided uh, in unison to all uh, rescind the dispensation. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So if I recall, it was the weekend before the lockdown that the bishops together said, we're going to lift the dispensation for now. And no idea that it was going to last this long, but um, all along they kind of said, we're going to kind of work together on this. So now they are working together to put the dispensation uh, or remove the dispensation, rescind, as you said. So um, basically what that means is we're now starting July 3rd, 4th, that weekend, we are now required to attend Mass. Like, it's, it is uh, on pain of sin. that if we, if we avoid Mass or we stay away from Mass without good reason, meaning we're, we're sick or something, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but um, if we don't have a good reason, we should be at Mass uh, every weekend. That's always been the teaching of the Church, but there's also always been dispensations or reasons why you might uh, abstain. So... We can talk more about that, but that's the big news that they're putting that obligation back in place because they're feeling like people should be ready to um, to come back. So, yeah, and uh, we're I mean we're definitely not one of the first dioceses no, to no. do this. Yeah, and there's been many there, others. Yeah, there's been plenty, and, and there were some that I mean I, I feel like the earliest one that I can re- think of off the top Sioux of my Falls. head was so Sioux Falls, and then Detroit. When oh. was pretty early also. Okay. I think they were like in March. Yeah, Sioux Falls was like way, like back in the fall, I think, or something. Oh, okay. It was like okay. way ahead of everybody. But different uh, circumstances yeah. there. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're definitely not the first diocese to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it's I think it's it's good to see, too, all, like all the bishops kind of doing it together. Yeah. So, at least as far as I know, the entire state of Minnesota is coming back together. Yep. yep. At the same time, yeah. So, uh, which, I mean, I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see how mass attendance yeah. will change, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know I feel like over especially like the last month there's been, uh, kind of more people, kind yeah. of yeah. I guess coming back, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think so. I, th- it's a very fascinating thing. I mean, I hope to see more people. I mean, I've never seen I've never seen the parishes before COVID, so I don't know what non-COVID yeah, looks like. Yeah. But I hope to see more people. Um, in terms of like numbers of parishioners and so forth, but on the books, there should be a lot more people. But um, in my heart of hearts, my sense is those who are coming are those who are coming, and and those who are not coming maybe never came before. But I could be wrong. Um, so I. I I don't, I, it's an interesting thing to talk about, like, how much does an obligation really move people these days? And I guess we'll find out on July 3rd, 4th, if we see uh, new faces and, and so forth. But um, I, I would be very surprised, actually, if there's a big influx. I think it will, mm-hmm. I think we might see a slow, continued slow return, but I don't, uh, I don't expect a huge influx. But I could be wrong, and I'd be happy to be wrong, so... Uh, yeah, and, and just kind of for reference, too, if anyone is interested in seeing the actual letter that was sent out, um, at least to the, the clergy, and I think I think uh, Bishop Felton did put something else on the diocesan website. So you can either go to the diocesan website, and or we did put some stuff up on our website. Sure. Um, and I uh, I think I put it on the main page, but you know I could be forgotten. But then there's also they created uh, there's a website that's just called backtomassmn.org. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to mass org, and um, and there's they have like a frequently asked questions part mm-hmm. and um, just kind of s- some some 
helpful tidbits. Yeah. If you're if you're one of those people that wants to know like what exactly does this mean and especially if you're like one of those people like I'm not sure if I'm ready to go back. Do I have a good reason not to go back? There there might be some info for you there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh so yeah. So there's there's stuff there uh just in case you want to like kind of read it for yourself and see uh everything that he said. Um but uh, but yeah, so July third and fourth, that's gonna be uh, the first weekend where the obligation is uh, is 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 back. Mm-hmm. And so maybe to kind of transition, um, what what exactly like like why do we have an obligation yeah. in the first place? Yeah. You know, I think I think this is a question that maybe maybe Catholics don't ask that often because we're just used to it yeah. or we're you know brought into it. But um, people who aren't Catholic have like, I mean, I and I could totally see how, you know, hearing like, oh, I I have like I'm obligated to go to mass or I have to go to mass, like thinking about it in that way, um, can be sounds uh, kind of bad. Yeah, sounds bad. Or is like, oh, like th- th- they have to the cult. Like yeah. like like <laughs> like, like they're they, they they need people so bad that they like make people they make people go or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I, don't, uh-huh. I, I could see how people see it that way right. when they're not um, involved. But, uh, but yeah, so, like, why does the church have, have an obligation? Yeah. And, yeah, why do we do that? Yeah, so the whole idea behind the obligation is um, it, it goes back to, you know, um, and I, I, I can't remember if it was last weekend or this weekend, and I put it in the bulletin a little bit about that, but um, basically that we are we're trying to follow the, the commandments, right? So uh, keep holy the Sabbath day is one of the, one of the commandments, one of the three that refers to God. And so when we go to mass that's one one way that we honor the sabbath and um i think right in the the letter maybe or maybe it was one of the other resources it said it, uh, if if for some reason you're not able to to go to mass maybe you maybe you have a precondition or whatever or you're sick or whatever um you should still keep holy the sabbath in, in whatever way you can you know so that means doing prayer reading scripture praying the rosary maybe you know these kinds of things but keeping the sabbath holy one of the parts of doing that is to go to mass, and so that is scriptural. That is something um, that goes back all the way, you know, to the Jewish faith. You know that that we we still follow that. We still uh, do that now. Obviously, the Sabbath for the Jews is Saturday because that was the day of the rest from Genesis. Whereas the, for the Christians, the day of resurrection became the new Sabbath. So um, Sunday is our day of rest. So um, that's. That's kind of at the heart of it is keeping holy the Sabbath. And then, you know, just the understanding that if we lose touch with our Lord, we're, we're, we're not as well prepared for our week. We're not as well off in our life. We're not, we're not really living for eternal life. So it's a way to kind of encourage us as Catholics to keep the Lord first, to keep, um, keep this relationship with God um, now it doesn't sound like it when we say obligation. It doesn't sound like a relationship. It sounds more like a obligation, like something I have to do or something that you're being forced to do. Um, but that's not really the, the idea behind it. It's, it's more like um, incentivizing something. So parents, when they set rules, there's like sometimes there's like rewards for doing good things, and sometimes there's penalties for doing bad things. And so mass is kind of like both of those. Like when you go to mass. You get to participate. You get to hopefully you get to receive communion if you're in the state to receive. Hopefully, um, 
you get to spend some time in prayer. Hopefully you get to see the, the community and your friends and so forth. Um, so there's reward in that. Uh, the penalty is a little harder to see, but our souls are affected, right? So our souls, um, we, we actually are put into mortal sin when we willingly skip out on Mass on the weekend. So not on daily Masses, but if, if we don't attend on the weekend, Saturday evening or Sunday, Sunday during the day, um, we're skipping our obligation. And so we're basically saying, Lord, instead of preferring you to all things, I prefer myself and, and whatever I want to do. So it's a sign of where our heart is. And so the church is just saying, we want to help you understand the consequences of your actions. And so we encourage you by having this obligation to understand that we we need to be in mass. It's, it's not for it's not like the church is saying, we need enough people in mass to, to make it happen. It's it's more about we're concerned for your soul. And so this is one way of helping you to understand how much we care for your soul, that we we put this obligation on you so that you understand how important this is. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel like if, if we, like, look at the idea of having, like, an obligation to other areas of our lives, we're like, oh, yeah, no, that, that makes, that makes total sense. sense. That yeah. makes sense. Like, in a marriage, you're, like, obligated to, like, serve your spouse. Yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I don't want to today. Like, like that's never a good decision, right? <laughs> yeah, and in and, and, and your job, like, you have obligations. And with just, I mean, even just with, like, family members, mm-hmm. you know, we're obligated to serve, to help our family members and to serve them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, We don't yeah. look at those as, well, sometimes we look at them as burdens, but at the end of the day, we recognize it's, it's a, there's a good that comes from it, right? Yeah, and, and I've even... Uh, like, it's not, I mean, I mean, maybe it's not great if we, like, it, it, like if we do, you know, wake up on Sunday, we're just like, I really don't want to go to Mass today. You know, I'm like, everyone from time to time has that, whether, mm-hmm. you know, no matter where they're at in their faith, everyone probably has some, some days where they're just like, man, I just don't, I just don't want to do it today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, um, which, which, which might kind of, kind of like what you said, like shows where our heart is. Um, but then at the same time, like when we respond generously and though, and then yeah, we go, yeah. even though we didn't want to go, I think sometimes God really rewards that. I've, I've experienced yeah. that in my life. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And it's kind of like the church. It's almost like the, I'm trying to think what it, what's called when you go bowling and there's like the little like bumper. Oh um, yeah. Bumper. Is it, is it, is it bump bumpers? So, so yeah, like, um, it, it, it's almost like that where we're just like, you know what? I'm not feeling like I'm flying down the lane today. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of so I'm just kind of swerving, yeah, and and it kind of just like guides us to be like, okay, I really don't want to go, but I, I have to, so I'm going. Here you to. go, there, buddy. We're gonna keep you in the lines, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 like kind of like like what you said, uh, when we do have those days where we really don't feel like it, but we go anyways. Oftentimes, those are some of like the best experiences, yeah. um, at least for me. And then like coming out, like man, I'm I'm really glad that I did go. Yeah. Uh, which, um, which, which, yeah, it, it can kind of reveal to us like our hearts a little bit and be like, okay, maybe I'm not, my priorities aren't where I should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can kind of, kind of be like a self-check to be like, okay, well, like, I like the church says that we have this obligation to go, which in theory, like, should we need it? Probably not. We should just want to go to worship right. our Lord, right. but we, we're not always like that. And yeah. so that's kind of why the church has the little like. Bumpers. If you think about it, it's, it's only for those who are struggling, right? Because like mm-hmm. you said, if, if we're in a good place, 
it's not a question. We're just like, I'm, I'm there. Like, this is happening. I'm, I'm going to be there. But the obligation is there for those who are struggling and saying, ah, I don't know. You know, it, um, it's like when you got a exercise buddy and you have this plan that you're going to meet at a certain time at the gym or whatever you're doing, you're going to go for a run or whatever. If, if it's just you and the alarm rings and you're like, oh, nah, it's pretty easy to just, nah, I'm not going to go. But if you know that there's going to be somebody there, it's like, ah, oh, all right, I better go. You know, so it's kind of like that little extra nudge to, to get us going, to keep us on track. And for someone who's disciplined and who's maybe um, deeper in their relationship with Christ, they, they don't need the obligation. They, I would say probably most of the people that have been attending Mass, they don't need the obligation because they, obviously they, they didn't need it to, to be faithful. They've been coming all this time. But maybe there's some that are on the fence right now um, who have been thinking about coming back but ah, there's there's no obligation, so I don't need to go back. So maybe this will help them. I don't know. That's that's going to be the great um, mystery that is unveiled here is how important or how effective is the obligation in, in this day and age. Um, but at the end of the day, I think whether it's effective in reality, the concept is uh, it makes sense. So yeah, and there's and there's probably definitely some people that uh, I'm thinking about like the cultural c- Catholicism kind of part of people mm-hmm. that like only go because of the obligation or maybe not only go but just be like I, we you know i know we, we go to mass so we're, we're going to mass yeah and don't like where the relationship isn't totally there yeah but have kind of like commitment to the obligation yeah if that makes sense yeah so like, like i like i think there is like a segment of of those people yeah. like out there yeah um i would i would think that this whole experience of covid probably purified that desire either Help them to recognize, I actually want something more. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they fell away a little bit and, and said, you know, it actually doesn't do much for me. I, I, I'm not that invested in this. So um, so I think there probably is going to be a purification that we see throughout this process. But, well, again, we'll see what happens. So, Yeah. Um, do we want to touch base on when somebody is still not obligated. Like there might be some cases. I think I think the letter uh, details a few sp- specifics. I can't remember yeah. w- what they are exactly, but yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that because, um, especially as the dispensation ha- is lifting mm-hmm. and the obligation is. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, the obligation really never left. I guess, but now it's it's not dispensed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that. Uh, like I can see some people, especially people who uh, are more at risk for COVID, right. uh, that that might be like, okay, well, I like this is like this is great, except for that I'm still kind of afraid <laughs> to go back, which which is fair, you know, right? And uh, and and, and th- I think those are like good questions that we have to be asking too. It's like, okay, well, what is like what does this mean? Because like what it doesn't mean is that all right, everybody has to come back whether you feel safe or not, or whether you want to or not, right? Um, I mean, to a certain extent, I guess, kind of, but um, but that there's still there always has been dispensations in place, mm-hmm. and that there actually is continuing to be dispensations yeah. in place. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know if, if do you have like that list. I'm uh, I'm pulling. Uh, okay. uh, here's what I have. Uh, so this is this is from the um, Back to Mass website, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it says even after this time, there remains. So after the July third, fourth weekend. 
even after this time, there remains reasons why a Catholic uh, have a dispensation from the Sunday obligation, including when he or she is ill or serving as a caretaker for one who cannot attend Mass. So if you're a caretaker or if you're sick yourself, that's always been the case. The faithful who do not attend Mass in person are asked to find a Mass on TV, the radio, or online and make a spiritual communion. Spiritual communion, that hopefully people understand what that is these days. Where that is not an option, it would be appropriate to pray the Liturgy of the Hours or the Rosary. Read more about this decision and find examples of special circumstances when a dispensation would still apply in recent letters from Archbishop Hebdon. Let me click on that one. Okay, so the, the document that the Minnesota Catholic Conference of Bishops put out outlines the following circumstances for dispensation. You have reason to believe that your health would be significantly com- compromised uh, if you were to come in contact, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, you have a weak immune system or something like, okay. Uh, you exhibit flu-like symptoms. I think that's always been the case. If you're sick, don't come to Mass, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, if you have good reason to think you've, you're you're asymptomatic or contagious, et cetera, of any illness, including COVID, uh, you're the caretaker of the sick person or you're homebound or infirmed yourself. We already kind of talked about that. You are pregnant or are 65 years of age and older. So this is coming from the CDC's recommendation. So that may be a reason for dispensation. It's not saying you have to stay away. Sometimes when we say if you're a certain age or whatever, mm-hmm. people take that as like you can't come to Mass. We're not saying you can't, but it may be a reason where you say, I'm at risk, I need to be careful. So um, understand that, that we're not telling people they can't come, but that that might be a reason why someone might decide for themselves to stay away. Uh, you cannot attend Mass through no fault of your own, like your ride didn't come, you're not able to get there yourself, those kinds of circumstances. Um, you have a significant fear or anxiety of becoming ill by attending Mass. That seems like a weak one, but I'll grant it. I mean, if some, there are people, I know people who have severe anxiety. Uh, so, whatever. So these are things... Um, that are in place still. And like I said before, if you're sick or you're not able to get to Mass, that's always been understood as um, as a reason, uh, you know, you're dispensed from the obligation, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and kind of looking at this, uh, like the Back to Mass uh, MN web- website, yeah, it kind of lays everything out there. So if you have, like, more questions, you know, you can uh, you can go there. For sure. Um, And so, yeah, hopefully this gives people a little bit of like a better outline of, you know, and and, and like like going forward, even, you know, five years from now, you know, if you have the flu, you don't have to come to mass. You don't have to 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 come to mass. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, please, please don't. It's probably better for everyone else if you don't come. Um, And so, so just kind of having, having that, that thought also. Yeah. Um, I think is is helpful because there's there's probably some people that'd be like, oh, like I'm sick, but I but but I have to. I go. gotta go. So I'm gotta shake everybody's hand. <laughs> gotta gotta give them the hello, hello. So uh. <laughs> maybe that'll be a change after COVID. Maybe people will be less. Uh, I I don't know. I I I probably would fall in that category sometimes, being like, oh, I feel bad, but I, I need I want to go. I, I I don't want to stay home. You know. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll change that culture a little bit. So, so looking at dispensations, because I think the more you get into dispensations, it's actually really interesting yeah. seeing like what 
what can be dispensed yeah. and who can dispense things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, we're familiar with this idea of the the bishop or the bishop's, you know, uh, dispensing d- dispensing uh, kind of a general general dispensation of like in this case the obligation for for Sunday mass, which is actually probably like a pretty big dispensation when you think about it. Oh yeah. Um, but deal. there's a lot of other kind of smaller dispensations yeah. um, that that can happen. So I, I don't know if you want to kind of take sure, it away. Sure, sure. So maybe just to, th- yeah, like you've mentioned, there's sort of different levels. So your parish pastor can dispense from some things. Your local bishop can dispense from thing- some things. And then the, the Holy Father can dispense from some, some things or the, the Holy See, the office of the Vatican. Um, they, they all kind of apply to their, their sphere of influence. So a pastor, as a pastor, someday when we were made pastors and not just administrators, um, a pastor can, for instance, dispense his flock, some of his flock from uh, things like going to Mass. If, if some guy comes to me and says, I'm going to be gone, I'm going to be hunting up in Canada and there's no churches up there. I'm like, okay, I can give you a dispensation for, for this weekend. Um, or... Um, you know, something like that. That's that's the local pastor. But I I couldn't if somebody doesn't if somebody's not my parishioner, I can't dispense them. Like if they come to me and say, Father, I'm gonna be up in Canada I'm like, Who are you? I've never heard of you. I don't know who you are. Oh, I I go to St. James. Well you gotta talk to Father Rich, sorry. He's a lot harsher than I am, so no. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so you gotta talk to your pastor, you know, for, for things like that. Um, you've probably heard of like when Saint Patrick's falls on Fridays of Lent, a lot of times the bishops not all of them, but some of them will will dispense their their people from the obligation to not eat meat on Fridays of Lent. So that would be I can't do that as a priest, but a, a bishop can do that in his diocese. A, a bishop has the authority to do so. Um, so that'd be an example of um, you know a dispensation that they would do along with the, the mass attendance thing. That's that's within their realm of responsibility. Um, uh, Dispensations of the Holy See. There would be, um, I'm thinking of some f- would be going along with like the marriage tribunal and things like that. There are dispensations that be- can be given um, by the Holy See that are reserved to them. But yeah, those are a mo- little bit more few and far between and probably more obscure. Um, so I don't know if it'd be worth getting into those kinds of things. But you can see where the idea is there's a rule. The rule is good. It's good for the flock. But there's always an exception to the rule. And what do we do? We say, how do we get around that rule in an appropriate case when there's there's a need to? Dispensation. Dispensation gives you by that rule. So um, it's not like a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's not meant to be like, this guy doesn't have to follow the rules. It's it's a There's a rule. The rule is for our good. But sometimes that rule shouldn't apply in a certain case because of the circumstances. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think once, like, I kind of, like, when you look at it with that lens, it makes more sense rather than just, um, because, like, if we're dispensed from something bad or from a rule that's not, like, not for our good mm-hmm. or that, like, hinders us or something, yeah, like, yeah. like it's like, okay, well, why, why do we have this rule in the first place? Yeah. But when looking at it with, yeah, the rule is good. It's not the rule's fault. It's just there's a, an yeah, exception yeah. for this. So, like, for reason. instance, if, if there was a, if, if, if there was a dispensation, like, uh, you can pay, like, $20 to, to not go to Mass this weekend. Like, that would be a, a terrible dispensation. Like, that would not apply, right? Because it's, it's basically, 
penalizing the poor or something, or maybe, I don't know, penalizing is the right word, but it's it's forcing the poor to do something that they can't get out of because they don't have the $20 to pay to, or, so that would be like a, a an abuse of that system um, versus like, no, you can dispense from attending mass, uh, but it has to be for a grave reason or a good reason, right? It's not just, oh, this guy, I really like this guy, you're dispensed. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not how that works. It's not, it's not supposed to be connected to who I know and how I know somebody, it's more, it's supposed to apply evenly across all peoples and all times and places, so. Yeah, and so as I was uh, looking up uh, just some in information on dispensations and, and even like obligations, which if anyone is interested, there's a uh, Catholic Answers. If you just like, Google dispensation Catholic mm -hmm. Answers, there's that, a very wordy article. I bet, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, but it, it is interesting, and it, it said that... Um, Parish priests can, uh, in specific situations, dispense parishioners from diocesan statutes, uh -huh. which I, w I was trying to think like, what 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 would that even like be? <laughs> like like if there's some sort of like, if Bishop Daniel was like, hey, there's this specific, you know, obligation that everyone has. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. maybe I would, I would like I would think maybe rogue. like for, for instance, our diocese has. Um, rules about to get confirmed you have to do certain things okay so maybe for a particular case pastor could say i think i'm going to let that slide for this guy because you know whatever like uh, you could think of a situation where you one of our requirements is you got to go on retreat this year with uh covid maybe some parishes weren't able to get their kids to a retreat so maybe some of those pastors said uh, you were dispensed from going on retreat this sure. year Okay. We're, st we're still going to confirm you, even though that's one of our diocesan requirements. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. That I would say that would be kind of fit under that niche of thing. But yeah, dispensations can get very complicated because of all these little things and when does it apply? When does it not apply? When can you ask? Who do you ask? All those kinds of things. And I think that's where people kind of can get a little bit like, this is all just a bunch of rules. It's all a bunch of like, who do you like and who do you not like? Because it can, it can seem that way when you look at it from um, just kind of not not knowing why all that stuff is there, so. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, yeah, when you think about it from like that lens too, it's 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 good to see like the churches, because the church obviously has and tries to set like pretty high standards, mm -hmm. but then also being like, yeah, but the, the you know, s stuff happens mm -hmm. and. Lord is merciful. The Lord is merciful. So, like, to be able to, like, really, like, kind of meet us where we're at, especially, right. you know, looking back on this last year, like, 15 months. Right. And right. just be like, yeah, this uh, this wasn't this wasn't normal. But at the same time, the world and the church has gone through more dire circumstances. Right. So, right. Um, especially when you think about just other cases in the world right now. And there's, you know, people uh, maybe, like, in China that you can't, like, really publicly Live your faith. Go to mass, and yeah. so like the dispensations that are kind of like, I would I guess assume uh, like over them. Yeah. Um, but then also people who you know live in the middle of the forest in like South America, mm -hmm. um, especially yeah. not not even the people who just like aren't Catholic, but the people who are Catholic that, right. that live there who only get a priest once a, once a month once or a month, whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like th there are a lot of circumstances in other places that um, their dispensations are. A lot more like necessary You're right. on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We we live in a fairly uh, posh 
reality when it comes to the ability to practice our faith is pretty easy in, in our situation. I mean, even this past year, I mean, some of those cases that you mentioned where people would be happy if they could go to Mass once a, once a, a month uh, or, or get, get the sacraments once a month. Like, that's not the reality for everybody. So um, for us, what we're used to, and it's good that we're used to having regular sacramental care, but it's not the reality for everybody in the world. So, And I think when we start to see that reality, that what we have is a relative abundance, maybe it can help us also to look at questions of like, why do we complain about the things that we don't need to complain about? But that's a kind of another story. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Well, yeah. Do you have any, any other closing thoughts about um, obligations or dispensations? Uh, dispensation obligation. No, I, I just encourage you. Um, it's probably a good just thing for us to, to look at our own hearts and see where am I at? You know, um, is the obligation something that moves me or is it something that I'm more moved by this desire to know Christ? And that can be a sign to us of where our faith journey is at. And we are where we are. So don't worry if you're like, oh man, I, I'm actually more moved by the obligation than than the desire to know Christ. But um, but be free to, to pursue Christ and know that he's pursuing you. And I, I hope you can invite your friends, your family members, your um, whoever to back to mass with you. Invite people to come, and um, let's let's see what the Lord does. So, yeah, great. Well, thank you, Father Eli. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening and joining us. Uh, we will uh, catch you again, hopefully, next week. <laughs>